0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends.
1: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast, talking real estate right around the UAE and available on Spotify and Apple and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts from. And another Saturday morning is turned up. I hope you have had a fantastic working week, uh, given the fact that we are starting to squeeze up to the end of the year. Today is the 18th day for November and coming up in just a moment we have the Saturday morning property market update. Now this is where we reflect back over the last uh, seven days and look at some of the activities within the UAE, some of those uh, talking points and it has been another extremely busy week. And I want to tip the hat off to Sharjah. They experienced an 80% surge in monthly transactions, reaching nearly a billion dollars in deals during last month for October. That is based on official data. A total of 3,798 transactions were conducted. And the report highlighted the confidence in Sharjah's real estate activity ongoing urban development and also the Emirates' appealing investment incentives. So well done to Sharjah this morning. And as far as Dubai is concerned, if we look back at last Monday's transactions, 430 sales deals amounting to 2.24 billion dirhams, and what is really noteworthy is the high-value land sales that are currently being conducted in Dubai, there was one land sale of just over 201 million dirhams.
0: It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. Yes, it is that
1: time of the week. Matthew Gregory is with us. Maddie Ward is here and also Charles Beryl. So welcome to our team. Firstly, we'll start with you, Matthew, because toll gates, Selick, who is responsible for them, they are starting to see that there is an uptick on the population based on the toll charges.
2: Which, you know, if you look at it as proxy data for population growth, for me, it just shows again that Dubai is increasingly bringing people into the country, could be tourists, but these, these numbers are actually excluding taxis for a lot of the journey. So it really is the people now that are buying cars, coming into the country. What's quite interesting here as well, though, is that they actually talk about the areas in which saw increased journeys. So if we look at the Algarhoud Bridge, which is down the other end of town to where we are here in Dubai Marina, that was a 16% increase in journeys, which essentially takes you over to the airport. So, you know, it's it's a real interesting piece of data here, certainly for me anyway, that shows that the population, if you put it to the number of cars on the road, or certainly the number of trips being taken is definitely something that um, is on the increase.
1: Yeah, and it isn't our imagination, it is definitely growing. So I want to talk uh, firstly this morning about the the way that the peak has gone. Maddie. if we have a look at the 2014 peak and where we are right now, we were discussing it last weekend, but I think what is interesting is to have a look at that per square foot. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yes. So, Property Monitor have given us a little sneak peek into their October report, which shows that we are pretty much level with the previous peak, which was September 2014. So, that's an all-time high of an average cost per square foot of 1,234 dirhams. So, the difference, obviously, last time round, the government stepped in, they wanted to kind of slow it down a little bit. So, they brought in new regulations sure you're aware they they doubled the cost of registration fees and they put mortgage cap introduced mortgage caps as well. Whether they're gonna take the same kind of steps to slow it down this time, I'm not so sure. I don't think anyone's really expecting them to.
1: As we wind up on 2023, we really are starting to focus now on 2024. So let's bring you in, Charlie, because uh, these numbers in terms of what is likely to take place in 2024,
3: you've been looking at. So good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. I think it's still going to continue to grow in 2024. I was having a look yesterday on M&M Real Estate and they were saying, uh, forecast experts were saying that there's going to be a number 5 to 10% increase on the rental market. Um, which I can believe as well, because obviously January, February, people are moving from their home countries here to Dubai. So I just think it's gonna definitely gonna increase the rental market one hundred percent and there's gonna be more people moving here than buildings going up. So it's gonna increase the it's gonna increase the price one hundred percent.
1: Now we haven't spoken to you before, so what sort of a year have you had, Charlie,
3: for twenty twenty three? I started in 2023 as well. And I was surprised at the amount of people you see moving here um, and how quickly properties come off the market. Um, If they're priced correctly, they don't stay long on at all. Whereas it's completely different from when I was in England. When I was in England, it would be quite normal to have a property on the market for months at a time. Um, Whereas here, you can list a property and it goes the following day, which which is pretty crazy to me. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon just because of the influx of people coming here.
1: Yeah, so the days on <laughs> days on market are on steroids compared to the UK is what you're saying?
3: Yeah, 100%. You can list a property and then the next day it's, it's off the market and you've got two people looking to, to rent the property, which I've just never seen anywhere else.
1: Now, just in terms of reports, I see that Goldman Sachs uh, research, now they're forecasting a stronger global economy for 2024. They're saying that the outlook is more positive than the consensus for eight of the world's top nine economies. The report anticipates, and this is the interesting part I found of the report, they're anticipating that AI is going to impact the US GDP. GDP in about four years' time and other economies thereafter, and automating 25% of tasks for advanced economies and 10 to 20% in emerging ones by 2034. So, Matthew, if we're under any illusion about AI not sort of impacting into the market, it's going to, to be here before we know it. And it's quite interesting. I mean, of tasks,
2: it's quite a lot of automation real estate here in Dubai and the government is already, you know, digitizing a lot of what we do from a transaction perspective. And so the opportunity for AI to start to take some more tasks, I don't think they'll replace roles, because I think certainly real estate is all about relationships, building those relationships and, you know, making sure that actually you can deliver in terms of client expectation. And I don't believe at the moment, certainly between the next five to ten years, that AI will take that. But task, absolutely. And and actually bring it on because I think that if we can take tasks out of real estate um, and build more of those relationships, those personal relationships, then I think that it's only a positive thing.
1: Well, I want to come to you, Maddie, because you've said a really interesting thing there, Matthew, in terms of AI is not going to replace relationships. I beg to differ because I was reading an article. I mean, it's crazy, but already people are having these relationships with AIs, and it's just a voice that is talking to them. People are falling in love. So the relationships with the AI, is it's only going to grow and grow. And Maddie, how do you feel about that from a woman's perspective that a guy might be sort of preferring an AI?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've no idea how I feel about that. (laughs) Weird.
1: (laughs) Well, let me put it another way. How would you feel if somebody started dating you and you said, oh, what was your last relationship? And they said, oh, an AI.
0: (laughs) (laughs) that blows my mind a little bit really no that's very strange that's not for me i don't like technology very much anyway i'm very much a people person um this job shows that obviously i like dealing with people every day so
1: they' are actually forecasting that the population around the world is is going to go backwards. It's already going backwards. We're in decline now, but uh, with the AI and the way that people are going to have relationships, it is going to be a further driver. So let's talk about something that is actually growing, and that is commercial property. We talked about this last week, but it's on the rise. So what are some of your observations in the commercial property space?
2: Funnily enough, I was just up yesterday speaking to the uh, MD of our commercial division, a guy called Ben. And November is their busiest time of the year, um, staggering, isn't it? But p- businesses really want to be in an office, have the fit out done if they need to, and be ready for the start of the first of January. So November is a busy time with the lack of supply that's now out in commercial real estate, driving the price increases that we're seeing. You've got the likes of T-Com, which is a big commercial real estate operator here in Dubai, seeing themselves being almost at 100% capacity. I mean, it's just crazy some of the numbers at the moment. I mean, we talk about residential a lot on the Saturday morning podcast, but we're looking now at commercial and still these guys are seeing big increases as well, huge demand. And that demand is reflecting in the price increases that we're seeing for rental. And on commercial, you know, it's very different to to residential. I mean, these guys can charge anywhere up to 10% in terms of commission. You know, ours is a fixed 2% for each side, so buyer and seller, you know, these guys can get 10%. So if you're dealing with a 500 million dirham transaction, some of the commissions involved in commercial real estate are staggering.
1: Yeah, I think if I worked in the the real estate sector, I would definitely prefer working in the commercial sector for the very reasons that you talk about. Some of those deals, some of those commissions, and you only need a couple of those really big ones and you are set for the year. All right, so let's come to you, Maddie, because I want to talk about Dubai. It's a very popular city to move to, and there are some numbers that sort of back this up.
0: Yeah, so we have produced a report earlier this month, which so they analysed Google search volumes. So they've looked at 164 countries around the world and Dubai came out on top. Not even it wasn't even close. Over a third of countries around the world are looking to move to Dubai. 60 of those countries, including the US, Canada, Australia, um, a lot of Europe, a lot of Southern Africa, India. The highest search is for moving to Dubai. So just
1: do a little bit of a breakdown in terms of the, the number one position, because I think there were some numbers attached to that. So just how many countries next to Dubai, what is one, two and three and the, the breakdown in the numbers?
0: Yeah, so they looked at 164 countries. It was 60. Dubai in number one spot, 60 countries um, want to move here the most. To give you some context to that, Miami came second and they only had 12. Paris were third at 10 and then there's a few kind of joints in New York, Madrid, Singapore. London slipped down to seventh. Um, Canada used to top this pre-COVID, but they have slipped all the way down to ninth. So what we talked about last time in terms of the efforts the government are making to attract people to Dubai, it certainly seems to be paying off.
1: All right. So what about you, Matthew? Uh, Not really much of a surprise, although there's a huge gap between Dubai and Miami, isn't there?
2: we look at the two cities, I mean, Dubai, people see Dubai almost as a country in its own right, Miami being, you know, the reflection of the, the, the orange county, the, the sun always shines, you know, we have similar things here, gets a bit warmer in, in the summer. But overall, I think that the comparisons between the two, you know, Dubai is often being compared to the likes of New York and Hong Kong, London, Miami is a bit of a left field one. So I think it's more for a data piece than, than necessarily overall.
1: And Maddie, we are sort of heading towards the end of the year. I say we're sort of starting to slow down, wind down for the year. But what tends to happen in Dubai is at this time of the year, it's almost the reverse. It's like we're winding up, you know, it it starts to get frenetic even
0: more. Yeah, definitely. I think this is the time of year where people want to make decisions and move quickly before Christmas. So this is kind of the mad little rush to get everything done. I do expect it to quiet down a little bit over the Christmas period. But having said that, we expected it to slow down over summer and it didn't. So yeah, we will see.
1: Charlie, coming back to you, you moved into the marketplace in 2023. Where are you at between uh, now and the end of the year? Have you got a couple of great little deals on the go?
3: I've always got deals on the go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) No, I think, um, yeah, coming towards now and towards the end of the year, I'll try and get as much done as I can now. But then I think going into the Christmas period, people don't really want to move. Real estate globally, obviously, It slows down around the Christmas period because no one really wants to move that time of the year. So you're always, they're going to be trying to do it now and obviously between up until the 10th of December. And then people will then be preparing for the new year, what they're going to be doing come 2024. So there'll be a lot of transactions now and up until around the 10th of December. And then it will probably, the influx of transactions will then come in around the 1st to 30th of January. And what has been the biggest learning
1: curve for you, for somebody coming into Dubai this year? Have you got one
3: for us? I'd probably say uh, dealing with different people from different countries, because obviously when you're in the UK, it's obviously predominantly people from the UK, culturally learning that, and obviously how like paperwork works differently in a different country, because obviously everything's going to be different here to what it is in the UK in terms of real estate. So probably just dealing with transactions. Transaction side of things is a lot different here than the way it works in the UK.
1: And are you surprised at just how many English people are in the in the UAE?
3: Yeah, 100%. It was a lot more than what I thought there would be. I thought it'd be a lot more of a... Well, to be honest, there is a lot of different expats here, but obviously there's a massive influx of people from the UK here as well.
1: Yeah, and we're talking to three of you. So uh, thanks for coming on to the, the show today, Charlie. Enjoy the rest of the year.
3: Thank you very much. You too.
1: All right. So that was Charlie. And uh, Maddie. thank you for once again coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks
0: very much, Craig. You too.
1: And Matthew, once again, it's been a a busy Saturday morning uh, podcast, but uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much, mate. Enjoy your Saturday
0: too. If you're confused about the property market, don't be. Unlock and educate yourself with the latest trending analysis and interviews.
1: Who, in her opinion, said that there would be a correction in the marketplace coming. Is the market, though, slowing down in terms of what you're seeing? What do you think? For
3: me, Craig, uh, short answer, no. We did experience a drop of almost 24% compared to October last year if we're talking about total transactions conducted for October. Uh, However, the decline was primarily driven by a significant drop of 57.2% in off plan sales. Could be partly due to Russian slowing down as well. But secondary already properties, on the other hand, actually seen a 29.5% increase in sales. They're
1: talking about these branded residences, to double with their supply by 2030. Dubai has a very big
2: appetite for this and I don't know whether it's because of the diversification of nationalities that actually reside in Dubai or literally because it is a global city with the whole world's eyes
3: on it.
0: Explore new property destinations where you could live with exclusive interviews covering real estate news and market insights. We cover everything on the Dubai Property Podcast.